going on, Cowboys Nation? Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Freeman Mazda High. They stream it live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. Finally. I said, finally, football has come back to Dallas. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. We have made it to Dallas Cowboys training camp week. It is finally here. No more guessing. No more no more rankings list. No more this. No more that. We can talk Dallas Cowboys training camp football tomorrow. But still, we're here. The week is here. We got a lot that we're going to dive into throughout the week and for the rest of the year, really. To me, this is where football begins. This is where the quest for six begins this week in Oxnard. Your boy will be there next week. I cannot freaking wait. But honestly, I just can't wait to get some reports and, and news and updates about anything, honestly, going on down there at training camp. All right? Before we get into that, though, shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Shout out to the Bomb Squad that was in the building last night. I I'd be remiss if I didn't start this show off with... The banger that was the super show of super shows for Dallas Cowboys content creators. Um, I didn't know how this, this I called it a battle royale. I didn't know how this thing was going to go because it was it's 10 people. And it's 10 people passionate about our Dallas Cowboys with, with different thoughts and ways of thinking. But man, you know, I, I'm just so impressed with our community. I think we handled that very well. It was fun. It was informative. And, and honestly, we didn't talk defense at all. So I told Tuck in the middle, you save this for another get together because we'd be here for four hours if we did that. So expect to see a part two. If we can all find the time to come together again. But if you missed that, man, just go on anybody's channel, right? Just just go tune into anybody's channel and, and you'll find it. It was fantastic. Shout out to the 10 man panel that was there. You, you all know all the names, you know, Law, Mark, James, Tuck. Knicks, uh, uh, Rome, West Coast, uh, who am I missing here? Vach, obviously, right? Myself was was there. It, it was just, you know, so many people um, in the building and providing quality Cowboys thoughts. So shout out to everybody. And I probably missed some people because I don't got the names um, in front of me. But, man, it was fun. We definitely got to do it again. And we will. We definitely will do it again. So shout out to everybody, man. Shout out to everybody. CJ said, I feel your energy this morning, Sky. Man, the energy really hit me soon as I heard the beat drop for the intro. I got I got even more excited about this week. Even more excited about this week. Big game. Yeah, that's big. I got big. I got James. Um I'm just ready, honestly. It's you know, this is my first summer covering the team to this extent on a daily basis. And look, man, we human. You know what I'm saying? We, we're, we're human. The Cowboys don't even cover the team this in-depthly during the offseason. 
But, you know, us as content creators have been doing so. And it gets to a point where I ain't going to fake the funk to y'all no more. I'm ready for real news, real updates uh, on these guys. And we're going to get that this week, man. So I can't wait for it. I hope y'all can't wait for it, right? Hope y'all can't wait for it as well. Coming up today, though, we're going to talk about it's not mo- it's not really a ton of training camp stuff. Now we can you know call into the show three five one nine 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 three seven eight seven, and we can definitely talk training camp. Uh, but the two things I got on the docket today uh, is Amari Cooper sounded off. He talked about, in my opinion, the one thing that holds back the wide receiver one for being that dude in Dallas. So we'll touch on that. Uh, he'll touch on that. And he also talked about C.D. Lamb. And then we'll get into the good news. Uh, involving one Kelvin Joseph later on to the show and why that is important for Kelvin Joseph and how it can have a great trickle-down effect uh, for the Cowboys. So, And, of course, like I said, man, if y'all want to call in, please do. Please do. We can talk about whatever you want. It's I'm not saying this is a freestyle fr- Monday type of situation, but it may turn into that uh, because the, guy, the team is flying out into Oxnard today. And they begin things tomorrow. So we'll know a little bit more about that. All right. With that said, let it go. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Oh, let's do it. Hey. See, I feel like when we say it, no one cares. But Amari Cooper had some things to say that we've been, you know, reiterating on this show many of many of times. And I'm not going to play his entire interview, but I'm going to play some of the clips that I thought were important. And this is coming from the horse's mouth, a guy who's not controversial. So don't. You know, you, you can't really say, oh, well, this is, you know, Terrell Owens and Des Bryant, you know, scorn got No. No, no. Mari Cooper even said some of these things in the most polite way possible. Better than me. Better than me. But, um, you know, the roundup again, there's no news. So we're going to talk. Well, there is news, but the big news we'll get to later. We're going to talk a little bit about what Amari Cooper had to say uh, in his interview with 1310 The Ticket. Shout out to those guys. Fantastic questions. And they got some good stuff out of Amari Cooper, who is a thought-provoking individual um, when you listen to what he has to say. So in this first little cut here, Cowboys Nation, and again, I'm going to bring you back to me here in a second. He talked about getting more opportunities and being more intentional with the ball. Now, he was talking about in Cleveland, he'll get more opportunities, but they kind of also asked him about later on in, in, in the interview, the frustrations, but we'll get to that in a second. So listen to this first part of Amari Cooper. I don't want to say he's getting on Kellen, but he was getting on Kellen. That's all. <laughs> the, the thing is, I, I know what I can do uh, when given the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking for... Um, forward to the opportunity that I'm receiving from the Cleveland Browns and, uh, you know, just from being there OTAs um, in minicamp. Um, it's a tremendous opportunity. So I look forward to it and I'm ready. So what do you feel is the difference between what's going on in Cleveland and what was going on in Dallas? 
Um, I mean, you can never tell until the games are, until the games come around. But uh, just more intentional about uh, getting me to rock. You know, that's right. always the, the the biggest difference when you talk about uh, wide receiver. Before we go to that, before we go to that second part where he talks about his frustrations. Again, this isn't me. This isn't people capping, caping, whatever you want to call it for Amari Cooper. This is Amari Cooper letting you know the things that went on in there. And he even came out during the season and talked about how he needed to be more intentional without causing, in my opinion, trouble. But I digress. Let's keep it moving and listen to what Amari Cooper had to say about being frustrated or what was so frustrating about last year's season. And you talked about the the age that we live in now, the social media, where it's really hard to not see the chatter or hear the chatter that's going on. While the season is happening in Dallas, did you even have that? Real quick, shout out to, to, to Law Nation putting the music in the back. <laughs> Sound like a documentary. Feeling that, did you think you were underperforming? No, it was, it, it was, um... It was weird because uh, we were winning, you know, we were winning and, um, you know, I was scoring touchdowns. Like, it's not like I wasn't scoring touchdowns and stuff like that. I was scoring touchdowns. It's just the yards, you know, so I never really felt like I was underperforming, really. And then, obviously, I had COVID and everything. So, it wasn't, it wasn't that I felt like I was underperforming. It's just... I saw the way the season was going, and I saw the games we were losing as opposed to the games we were Even though we had a we had a really good season, but the, the few losses that we did have, they were all to the teams that we would potentially play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And every, every win that we had, it was like, this is not a playoff team, this is not a playoff team, this is not a playoff team. So I was kind of frustrated um, in that regard because I'm like, I saw the trend of me getting the ball, like in the red area and stuff like that. And I was like, man, like, all these playoff teams that we were losing to, we're going to have to play them again. And then, mm. you know, if we play them how we played them or, or we're not taking advantage of the playmakers that we have so that we can win, we're going to lose. You know, I was, able to, I was able to foresee that. And unfortunately, you know, that's what happened in the first round. So that's why I was, I was, so, um, I was so pissed off because I didn't want what we had to not reach its full potential. Um, but unfortunately, that that's what happened in the very first round, and so uh, yeah, that's that that was the most frustrating thing about last year for me. The question that was the most frustrating thing about last year for me, and this is coming from a guy who people get mad at because he wasn't a dog, right? He don't got dog in him, and I always found that that's so weird because this is a guy that played through a ton of injuries. Number one. Um, people people call him injury prone dude and they don't like that he practiced maybe the team didn't like that he practiced but he played and when he got targeted he performed and that's not just you know from just last year if you go look at his his career in general with the Cowboys when he is targeted he is among the best he was among the best receivers in the National Football League but here's a guy that people say don't give a damn well if he didn't give a damn why is he upset with winning against those bad teams, but then when it was time to beat the playoff teams because you were going to see them the way they performed in said games. That's, that doesn't sound like to me like a guy that doesn't care. That sounds like to me like a guy that was frustrated with the with the way they were losing because he felt that they, he could be involved more to help them win. And I don't think he was wrong. I don't think he was wrong. 
This also sounds like a guy who wanted to put more pressure on himself in the pressure moments and in the pressure games. So I'm going to continue to debunk this whole Amari Cooper situation. And I think it's important because we'll get to the next part, the final clip that I'm going to play. This very same thing could end up playing out with Sedadrian, Sedadrian, Sedadrius, whatever you want to call him, Lamb. I promise you, if C.D. Lamb ends up having a very similar situation, the fans will turn on him like they did one Amari Cooper. Nobody was talking mess about Amari Cooper when he got traded to the Cowboys and was balling out, even though he was kind of balling last year when he got targeted. But until, you know, he, he only had 800 yards and, 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 you know, he had COVID and, and, and he's gone now. All of a sudden, Amari Cooper ain't Amari Cooper. Okay, now. Now, let C.D. Lamb not get targeted and have the numbers that, that Amari Cooper had. People would turn on C.D. Lamb, and I don't think it would be C.D. Lamb's fault. Now, they asked Amari Cooper, is C.D. Lamb ready to be number one? This is what Amari uh, Cooper had to say. The question that they have around here is, is C.D. Lamb ready to take that next step to be that number one wide receiver? You've been in the room with him. You know exactly what he's gone through or been through. Do you think the answer to that question is yes? Yes, uh, CD been ready. <laughs> CD has been ready. Uh, again, it's just about opportunity. Um, I think when it, if Kellen decides to you know feature him, hmm. he's definitely ready to step up. CD is a playmaker. Uh, you know, I'm just reminded of that Vikings game. You know, when we were breaking the huddle, he was ready. He was ready then. He's like, yo, I I want this fade. So, uh, and then we all see what he's able to do when, when you throw him fade. So, uh, mm. yeah, he's he, he been ready. Um, he's going to make the plays when his, when his jersey number is called. Uh, and, I, and I can't wait to see it happen. He's a playmaker. He, he um, go up and get it after the catch, no matter the situation. So, No matter the situation. All right, we're going to leave it at that with the Amari Cooper interview. Uh, but, man, I, I thought it was it was some good things he pointed out there. Those three things he talked about more, but those were literally Kellen Moore. But he talked about those three things. They were important to me. The opportunities that he wasn't, in my opinion, given like the other top receivers uh, due to the game plan. Talked about Kellen Moore and and giving the opportunities to your wide receiver one. And then talked about C.D. Lamb being ready. Very important questions. I think that the interviewers uh, asked uh, Coop and really good answers from Amari Cooper. So salute to 1310 The Ticket uh, for that interview. We do got a caller on the line. Uh, 956, what it is, what it do? Nine five six going once. You. Going twice. So. Hey, Will. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you. Hey, Will. There you go. My bad. I had you on my headset. It's me, Joey. What's good, man? You got me on delay. No, I had you on my on my headphone. I couldn't uh, my headset. I couldn't hear you, or you couldn't hear me. My bad, brother. I got you, man. What's up? Nah, I'm calling because what you brought what you brought up last weekend. What do you think Pollard's gonna be? Where's he gonna fit in this offense? Who's that, Pollard? Yes, sir. I I think Pollard should be a top three weapon for you this year, if not number two, but. I think he should be a top three weapon. I think he's one of the, the best mismatches that you have on this team, man. So uh, where do I think he's going to be? I think he'll finish 
in the top four, but I think he should finish somewhere around two or three. Yeah, you know me. Well, if you think about it right now, the way we are, man, we're lacking on receivers. We're hurting. We got some people that are not going to come in to, uh, as soon as the, the season starts. So as I'm seeing, I think they're going to have both him and Zeke out there. When Zeke's running the ball, doing the stuff out there, I think Paul is going to be out there in the in the in the slot or somewhere, you know, on the outside, ready for a pass or something. Throw off that defense because you never know. We can run a screen a screen to Pollard on the outside. While they we fake it to to Zeke as a run, oh, yeah. hey shit, that might that shit might work, brother. I don't know. Uh, shoot, I got some plays to show you where where they've done that. If I could if I could pull it up here, yeah, I mean, you know, they they had plays. Let me see if I got it up now. Nah. Yeah, here we go. They've had plays where both of these guys were out on the field, and when in game one, when I saw them do these plays right here, I was encouraged. I I, I thought that the Cowboys For would real? do some. You can't see this at the second, but would do some more of this this 20 personnel two-back look. But I'm not trying to be hyperbole here. I, I don't think they ever ran that play again after game. I could be wrong. I can't quite remember it, though. But I don't think they ever ran this these type of plays again with Tony Pollard and Zeke on the field. Now, I do remember in the, in the Chargers game the next week, they motioned Tony Pollard and, and gave him a reverse handoff for a touchdown. Again, I don't think I saw that. I think I might have saw that one other time. I'm not sure, but I would love to see them intentionally do more of these things. Absolutely. Yeah, because everybody, I don't know, I've heard a lot of people saying that, oh, we need to stay away from the screens and this and that. Man, I think we should master the screens, bro. We can master the screens with those two guys out there, and then even with CD even trying to run the ball or anybody else, like I said, the Wilson used to. Man, bro, I think we're going to be fucking fired this year. Sorry about my language. I mean, you're, you're good. Uh, it, it, it's up to Kellen, man. It's up to Kellen. You, you got the weapons. Even without, in my opinion, Michael Gallup, you still have weapons. It's just a matter of it's just a matter of intentionally getting those weapons the ball and in positions to succeed. I think that if you if you took away Kellen, right? If you don't don't we don't know who he is. You just say, hey, you got this really damn good offense coordinator. You don't got three years worth of him kind of fizzling. And you said, hey, you got C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott, um, James Washington as a utility role player type guy, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and you, Jalen Tober. You'd be like, oh, man, you, you guys got some weapons to play with, right? For real. Yep. Yeah, man. That's, that's all you got yeah, for the show, no. brother? Yeah, no, something, something quick. I just wanted to – I remember you asking about it last weekend. And yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to take up so much time. I'd rather hear all the other callers. I like enjoying the content, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, fucking talk about my two cents. Well, that's hey. what I think about it. You know, I think he's gonna be. It's gonna be a good year, man, for everybody, especially Dak and Pollard. I believe. Appreciate you giving me your two cents, brother. Yes, sir. Well, hope you have a good one. I keep watching, brother. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Good call. Uh, I missed a couple super chats. My apologies. Let me. Um... Let me get to all these super chat. I think it's like three. Super chat. Uh, Samuel Rowe with the 199. Appreciate you, Sam. Is Amari's anger translator Kellen's a hoe? <laughs> so you're basically Key and Pill, the anger translator. Super chat super from chat. Tom Downey. Sky, it's not the first time the receiver said this. This is a problem that has persisted for over 20 years. I wouldn't say 20. Sky, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I would say under, honestly, no. I, 
I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that's a problem that's cons- consistent of twenty years. It's, it's Terrell Owens was getting a rock. Terrell Owens got mad when when his buddy Buddy and you know Kel- or Kellen, but uh, Jason Witten. I thought I thought when Scott Linehan came here, he, he targeted Dez fine. Um, I think things got funky that twenty eighteen year when Dak didn't have a guy, but then when <laughs> Dak got a guy, he targeted Amari Cooper fine. I mean, let's just be honest. It's, it's been when Kellen. That that does not mean there wasn't success offensively. That that's that's not the case, right? It's just that we went to more of a, hey man, this isn't we're we're not targeting one guy. We're not gonna focus on one guy. To an extent, that's fine. But when it's time to nut up, when it's time to play against these good teams, these playoff teams, you get into the playoffs, it might be wise to focus on your top playmakers that help you get there. So um, you know. Maybe your frustration is going beyond just targeting a receiver, Toxic, which I know it is because that's who you are, you know, and I get it. But in regards to this specific thing that Cooper's talking about, I would say this is more so under Kellen Moore, man. I think there was one more I missed. And I can't find it, so maybe we good. I'll get back into the chat here. Yes, I do know you, Toxic. Brian said, nobody knows when Gallup will be back until Kellen Moore. Until then, Kellen Moore better get in his so-called bag. Sure. And he's been known to get in that said bag early in the season. So, you know, again, this is a a really strange year for the Cowboys because I brought this up months ago. It's really not going to be about the start, which let me add to the strangeness. That is where a lot of the the high-end competition lies. Two Super Bowl teams, right? Tampa Bay. You're, you're, I think, the competing team in your division. Hold tight there, phone line. I got you. Your competing team in the division, right? That, that's some hyper competition early in the season. It's really hadn't been, it hadn't been early in the season where the problem was for the, for the offense. It's been later, whether it be, you know, flow, whether it be the play calling, whether it be guys staying healthy, whatever, for whatever reason. The offense just hasn't been able to maintain that level of play uh, later on in the season. So we kind of want to see that counter that I talked about yesterday on the show uh, as we get approach the playoffs. And then when you get into the playoffs, uh, maybe take it to another level. Uh, My Forte 06, what are your thoughts about bringing in a veteran receiver? Will Fuller, Julio Jones, and now instead of waiting two weeks or so to play catch up. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. I'm so torn on it. Like I, I get it, and I would not even I wouldn't argue against bringing a veteran receiver. But we're in just we're in a really weird spot because that veteran receiver comes receiver comes in right. You already got another veteran receiver here in Washington. Are you are you okay with thwarting Jalen Tobert's progression? Right? Do you want a progress stopper? And then Michael Gallup comes back. So. It'd be one thing if it was a a a, a, a massive a massive difference maker, right? And you don't you don't think twice about it. This guy is a difference maker. But we're talking about utility role. We're talking about role players. So on one hand, sure, the more the merrier. On another hand, at whose expense? Because if it's at Jalen Tober's expense, if it's at Michael Gallup's expense, no. I'm torn, man. Give me a week at camp. Let me see what they look like. Let me let me see first. I, I may have a different opinion in two weeks. 
Uh, let me get to L. Gene. This has been a long time since I heard from my guy, man. Hope all is well, good brother. Man, what's going on, Scott? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Excited for this week. Man, I, I can't lie, man. I, you know, I had to take a little time away from everything, man. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give a shout-out to my man, Jesse Holly, man. He really uh, he really helped me out through a lot of times that I was going through, man. But, you know, God is good. I'm back, you know what I'm saying, back into the swing of things. And I, I just appreciate life, and I appreciate, you know, guys like him, you, uh, guys that just keep the, the community up, uplifted, you know, with, with good words and positive affirmations, man. You know, just man, really appreciate it, man. I'm glad you're, you're doing well. Um, and Jesse is, you're absolutely spot on about that. I, I, I talked to Jesse. I mean, I, that's we've we've developed a relationship off air, and he is definitely a guy. If you ever need something, man, he will listen. He knows what you're going. He he, he understands. Let me put it that way. He understands. Um, he he can definitely speak positive life into you that I think can help anybody. So, uh, 100 about yes, Jesse. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I was listening last night to the, I guess the the Avengers Assemble. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> and, and, Hey, man, that was that was an awesome show, man. And, and to be honest with you, man, for it to be so many people, are on at one time, it seemed like everybody pretty much gave everybody the respect and the uh, the time to to, to yeah. give out their thoughts. Nobody nobody was really overpowering the show, and I think that speaks a lot to Jay Tuck, man, and the way he, he, he assembled that thing. But um, one of the things I wanted to touch on, and, and it was a question, what can Dak improve on? And I, I really thought about it, and what I came to the conclusion was, was I went back to Tony Romo. I said Tony Romo's greatest strength was his weakness, and that was him improvising. And Tony Romo had got to a point in his career to where – he was able to play the game within the game, and you would always mm-hmm. hear it, kill, 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 you know, kill, kill, kill. He he covered up a lot of Jason Garrett's warts. I yeah. really believe that I, when I, I, he started playing too. the game within the game. So my thing with Dak is, is, and somebody I think touched on it, is I think Dak is going to have to improve on believing what he sees. If he sees something – and Kellen Moore wants to run shotgun and Ezekiel Elliott right up Beardash's behind and he sees this safety is creeping down or he's this way. Hey, my guy, CeeDee Lamb's one-on-one. Hey, we, hey forget this uh, slant. We're running a go route. One-on-one, my guy's going to win. He's better than you. And I really believe that's something that Dak is going to have to do to overcome a lot of Kellen Moore's deficiencies, man, because – to me, I really feel like towards the end of the season, when Denver gave pretty much everybody the blueprint on how to defend Dak and Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore didn't have a counterpunch, like you said. He, he, you know, he, he didn't know how to punch back. Well, I think that's where Dak is going to have to say, you know what? If this is what you run, no, this is what I see, and this is how we're going we're gonna to attack this defense. We're not going to do the conventional thing. Yeah, let me add a little bit more nuance to that because I, I don't I don't I don't think it starts at the line of scrimmage. I, I, Dak audibles, you know. In fact, you know he he got I don't want to say called out, but Kellen Moore went on the defensive after week one. So, oh, wait, wait, we called twenty three run plays, but we only ran twelve because we audible. So Dak audibles that you know that that's I don't have any issue with him 
getting to the line of scrimmage and audibly because what they do is they'll get two plays in the huddle, right? That's what Tony, right. Tony came out, he spilled the beans on. And this isn't nothing to spill the beans on. Get to the line of scrimmage, doesn't like what he sees, kill, 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 kill. And that's, that just means we're running the other play. Well, teams catch on to that, right? right? They'll come out and they'll show you one thing right. and they'll do another. Where I think, and I'll add a little bit more nuance to what you're saying, is that has to start in the game planning room. That has to start right. in the week leading up. Like, hey, I don't like, I don't, I don't feel good about this, or I don't think this is the best, the best way to go about it. Or, hey, I talked to CD, I talked to Dalton, I talked to, to, to Zeke. We, we feel better about this, or like, I, I don't know. I'm not in that meeting room, so I'm not going to pretend like I am, L. But you know, I, I would hope that these dudes have a little bit more say in what works as opposed to Kellen just, hey, this is what we're going to do by hook or crook, right? Because we've seen right. that, you know, that doesn't ultimately work out when we go into these high-pressure situations. So um, I'm hoping that Dak has a, a little bit more say. And if he does, that he does have, the you know, his say involves some improvement in the game within the game. Because – if you're right. not if you're if you're not developing from a, a, a IQ standpoint at quarterback, then I don't care what you got to say. Like Mark Sanchez was in the league for a long time. I don't care what Mark Sanchez had to say in year eight. Mark Sanchez, right? You know what I mean. So if Dak Prescott is who we I believe he is, then I think his 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 words should have a little bit more um, uh, meaning behind it. Right. And one more thing I wanted to touch on it, and it was about the run game. I don't believe the run game. I, I believe that offensive line is, 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 is it, it can run the ball, and I think you touched on this again. It's San Francisco. Look at San Francisco. Look at their design. The San Francisco puts their players in a position to where they maximize their potential. You got, I, I, I guess it's a play running around where you see Trent Williams going in motion and getting a head start and blowing up. Two defenders, you know what I'm saying? That it's running well, is scheme. Running is scheme. It has to be scheme, man. And I really feel like you said someone said, I think uh we gotta get a run game coordinator. When when uh where's this the guy they called him running Moses, uh Brian Brothers called him running uh, Moses. Callahan. Callahan. When yeah. Callahan was here, he had a scheme. Yeah. And when he had that scheme that's when you, you Dallas was compared to the Great Wall of Dallas because yeah. he put his guys in the best position to succeed. And I really feel like that that uh, everybody's like, oh, develop, develop, develop. I believe it's 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 more than just developing. It's put it's your scheme. I agree. What type of scheme are you running to get your guys in the best position? And and it's it's just Somebody like and I and I keep going back to yesterday, but it's, somebody was saying it's just uh, uh it's it's the coaching tree. It's from Garrett to Linehan to Kellen Moore. These guys, what are they what are they good at? They're good at passing the ball, designing plays to to, to, to do this and do that. But your scheme and that running game has to have some sort of of you, you, you have to have some sort of plan, man. It just can't go two yards in a cloud of dust, you know, and, and I really feel until uh, they do that, it's just going to be Ezekiel left, Ezekiel right. Maybe you might get a toss with Pollard here, a toss with Pollard there, but I, I don't understand why Dallas has – and they had – they, last year they had Debo Samuel 2.0. They had a lamb. 
I, I don't understand why but they, they didn't need to. They didn't need to do that with. But they didn't need to. Where I, I look at, I didn't think they needed to do it. No, but I really believe that it could have. It, it could have helped. It could have helped a lot. You know what could have helped? Put team. the ball in Tony Pollard's hands more. You, you, you see the go. difference between the Cowboys and the Niners. That and this is no knock on Elijah and and uh, Jeff Wilson and, and the stable of backs that they have, but their stable of backs can't touch a healthy Ezekiel Elliott and a Tony Pollard. There's no need, in my opinion, to have had to put uh, C.D. Lamb back there a bunch of times. Now, if you wanted to mix it up when when Zeke got hurt, sure, uh, but you you got a Tony Pollard that that can do some of those yeah. some of those things. So um, it's just a matter of getting them the the, the, uh, the ball in their hands. But hey, dog, listen, man. hey man, Scott, appreciate excellent you, man. call. God bless you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, you brother. Doing great things, Scott. Good yes, good, good hearing from you, man. And, and keep your head up, brother. And keep grinding yes, at this sir. thing Thank called you, life. Good stuff right there. I'll get to you in a second, 336. Uh, speaking on on um, uh, Tony Pollard, I saw a couple people in the chat say, hey, Scott, don't forget the Chiefs game. They they ran those plays. I Again, and, and I'll bring up the I, – I don't remember them running that those plays in the Chiefs game. This is the play I remember them running in the Chiefs game, and it was the Wildcat. So um, – you know, I, I could be dead. Here's the one. That's the one against the Raiders I was talking about. That was the, the, the second time I saw them run that. But I didn't really see them go back to those those style of runs much at all throughout the season. And you would think during a time where your your main excuse me, your main running back was hurt, you go back to that. So um definitely in the Chiefs game. I mean, come on. You lost your two top wide receivers. Got to lean on those guys, especially where it was working at, on the edge. But I digress. You know what I mean? Let's go ahead and get back into this chat here. And uh, we'll get back onto the phone lines. Phone lines are popping today. We didn't even get to the second part, you know. And that's what I love about y'all. That's what I love about y'all. Uh, Big Sarge, I'm going to reserve judgment on these wide receivers and linebacker situation until after camp and preseason. I mean, that's fair from a, a fan standpoint. But in my opinion, from a, a front office standpoint, I don't think they can afford to be like, hey, we're we, we going to wait till after preseason and see what happens. They're out there on that field. They see it every day. If if something don't look right, be proactive, not reactive. And I feel like that is kind of what we are from an organization. Uh, we talk about this a lot with B-Bird. You, you tend to be, and Toxic says this too, you tend to be what your organization puts out, Right. Rams, for example, aggressive owner allows his head coach to be aggressive, allows his general manager to be aggressive, and it trickles down their aggressive team. Um, in Dallas, more conservative, more reactive as opposed to proactive. And oh, well, let's wait and see how this wide receiver by committee works. Nah, it don't work. Let's go trade for a receiver. You know what I'm saying? So uh, let's wait to see what other teams decide to pay our guys, and, and, and then we'll we'll try to counter. Oh well, that bitch you in the butt too. So that that's just seems to be the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, and we got. A bot. How about that? Are you really going to be a bot? That means you have to subscribe for 20 minutes. Y'all weird, man. Come on, YouTube. Fix this, YouTube. Eesh. Uh, Joey says, why don't we go back to that style? Uh, Will, injuries? I talked about it yesterday. 
if we want to lean on that, I, listen, I get it. But but again, there was there were things that you could have done. Injuries be damned. Tony Tony Pollard wasn't injured until late in the season. It wasn't like Tony Pollard got injured after week five, week six. Got injured late in the season. And even when he came back, you still could have ah, whatever. Though. But I, I don't know, Joey. I, 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 it's a question I would love to ask that I don't even know has been asked. Do I trust Daniel Kellen and McCarthy, though? That's a million-dollar question. They want to fake it to you, man? Trust is earned. That's all I'm going to say. I mean, it's earned from a fan. I mean, they may trust them in the organization. But for me, yeah, they just got to earn it for me, man. Right. Appreciate the subscribe, bot. Speaking of which, we had 17K. Salute to everybody, man. Um. Lamont with the $2 donation. Appreciate you, dog. Super chat. He said, man, Sky said, Robo Rome, I died yesterday. If y'all go back and watch the beginning of that, Rome has some internet problems. We had some fun with that, man. Shout out to Rome. He's, he's... <laughs> Rome may ascend it quicker than any of us, to be honest. I had my son dropped up in the chat. <laughs> What's up, son? All right, man, we get back to the lines. I'm going to get Danny, and I do want to move on to the good news heading into camp so we don't just spend the entire time on this one particular subject. Danny, the macho man, Randy Savage. What's good? Good morning, Sky. If you want, I'm going to make a few phone calls, try to take care of the bot situation for you. Thank you. First of all, uh, as of last year, you said, like, you know, we saw Dallas run some plays. And then not see them run again. Mm-hmm. This gets back to we're not recreating the wheel. You keep running the same play until the defense stops it. Plain and simple. 1993. We come out of that third quarter. We come out of halftime. We run the power. Seven plays in a row march down the field and score. If a play is working, why why switch to something else? But that's Kellen trying to be cute. I, also I, I can't explain it, man. Go ahead. No, I, I can't I can't explain it. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know the answer to it. You know, I can speculate, but but I don't know why. Because it, it seems counterproductive, right? Uh we talked we talked yesterday on the show where it was like, hey you know, we want to do it my way, right? And and I get that. Ego plays a factor in it. But you would think if you're the play caller doing things successfully, no matter how it's done, you're going to get the credit for that. So, it, it, you know, I think you know, And then you talk about <laughs> CD being featured or what Cooper talked about it. Yeah. We haven't had a wide receiver featured since Des Bryant. What's the purpose of, like, and I've said this before, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but what is the purpose of spending all this capital at wide receiver if it's going to be a wide receiver by committee? It doesn't make sense. And last year, McCarthy tried being aggressive. He tried being aggressive a lot. And how many fourth and inches did we get stuffed? Quite a few. Wait, wait, wait. You have an issue? Quite a few. Danny, do you have an issue with McCarthy's aggressiveness? I don't. No, I don't. But I want the horses up front. The last caller mentioned 
there was there was a word that set me off. The last caller mentioned the word the Great Wall. Let me tell you something. From 2014 until now, not one of these guys could have started on the Great Wall of Dallas. Listen, you want to talk about Tyron? Mark Tuanay was a defensive lineman in college. Danny. And he turned him to left tackle, and he plays left tackle Danny. on the best offensive line ever created. So, okay, talk to me. Danny. Who would start? Zach, Who would start? Zach Martin is a seven-time All-Pro. You couldn't find a spot for Zach. I don't give a damn if you put Zach at center. Do you, do you think, okay, <laughs> do you think Zach beats out Larry? Do you think Zach No, not Larry, Larry, but why can't Larry play with do you him? Think Zach, do you think Zach beats out Kevin? Nate Newton? Nate? Ooh, Nate was a six-time Pro Bowler, but no yes. Way. But yes. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. No. I, hold on, hold on. I, I'm gonna I'm I'm ask Jesse to ask him this question. I bet you Nate would tell you that Zach is better than him. Absolutely not. Nate would never say that. I bet you he would. Uh, listen, does it, what does Vox say? What does Vox say? Don't go by highlight tapes. And now, Sky, I challenge you. Sky, I challenge you. Here's my challenge. Like I sent you the NWO with Hogan tape. And I know I love that. Find me. I love it. I watched it again the other night. Find me an SL tape of Zach Martin dominating a future Hall of Famer or an All Pro, and I'll be waiting. You're telling me we had three. Everyone says we have three. If Zach Martin it's... played in Cleveland. His name would never be mentioned. You, so you're telling me you a damn lie, three, Danny. You know you're telling me we had three. We, so you're telling me we had three future Hall of Famers on this online, and we couldn't win a playoff game. That's what you're telling me. <clears throat> That's what you're telling me. All I'm all I'm asking you Danny. is, prove me wrong. Do you know Why who you, you know who Joe Benito is? Joe Benito, the name is super, sounds super See, familiar. see, now that's, that's a you problem, Danny. Joe Benito's a three-time All-Pro for the Cleveland Browns as a guard. <laughs> so, okay. he, so Zach Martin would have went to Cleveland and been just as much of a household name, and he's better than uh, Joe Benito. No, no. What I'm trying to say is find me video, and and not, not, not at the senior bowl, not at the combine when he's going to get to Aaron Donald. Find me game tape of Zach Martin dominating a Hall of Famer or an All-Pro. That's all I ask. Got you, brother. That's I, I, all I, I, I ask. I would try to work that in at some point and get you a couple clips. Anybody. Yeah. I challenge people in every chat, and I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting. Follow it. Right. If Zach Martin played for the Jets, it would never be talked about. Nick Mangold played for the Jets. What are you talking about? This is offensive alignment. But Wait. come on, Sky, you're going to mention that the Great Wall? That's a slap in the face. Charles, Charles, listen, let me I'm ask not, you a I'm not saying, Charles Haley. I'm not saying Connor Williams is going to be a starter on the Great Wall. I'm talking about a future first no ballot no. Hall of Fame seven-time All-Pro being on that line. You think, so, so you think Frederick beats out Matthew? Stop. Frederick, Frederick's not on this team. I know he's not on there no more. I know it is. But what I'm trying to say is, if everyone says, everyone, shoot, shoot. Put a poll in here. Quick, keep talking, poll. brother. Keep, keep talking. I'm, I'm putting a poll in. You know, in everyone says, everyone says, Tyron, Frederick, and Zach, three 
future Hall of Famers first ballot. We disrespect the first of all, the Hall of Famers turned into a joke. It's a popularity contest. I can mention so many old players that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame before some of these young guys that are getting in. Come on, man. Brian Erlacher, first round. So first ballot, wait, 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 wait. I can name a million people. Did you just say so now? So, I, I, so now the Hall of Fame's a joke too. Hall of Fame's a popularity contest. Jesus. When you have a defensive okay. tackle like Steve McMichael from the best defense that ever was, the Chicago Bears, who had a hundred sacks, <laughs> and he's not in the Hall of Fame, there's a problem. Pro Bowl's a joke. When you have a defensive, all pros a when joke. You have a defensive, Hall of Fame's when a you joke. Have a, when you have a defensive tackle named Joe Klecko who was all pro Jones. at three different positions, not in the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame's a joke. Uh, when a guy like Eric so, Williams so is our, not in the so, Hall of so Fame. So our guys that are in the Hall of Fame, it's a joke? No, there should be more Cowboys in the Hall of Fame. But, but you just, you're telling me, right, I'm not going no, the Hall of Fame recently, recently, you're telling me so Terrell Davis played six years. Danny, I'm not saying that. the Hall of Fame is perfect, but you just called it a joke. So so if it's a it's, joke, it's then it doesn't matter who's in it. Okay. it no, it, no, all I'm trying to say is recently. Okay, perfect example. People mentioned Romo's name for the Hall of Fame. Here's the goalpost. Come on. Come on. You can't mention. Do you think you can't mention Romo's name for the Hall of Fame? Ooh, he can't walk down the same street. I don't care about the mentioning. He ain't getting in. He's not in. I don't care about that. I hope not. I hope not. You know, I don't want to sound like these disgruntled old guys, but I can keep going on. Don't, and on don't, no. We don't want you to guys. go go on and on, Danny. You already just, You'll you just, you just Woodrow? dismissed the, one of the greatest guards to ever play this game. You dismissed the Hall of Fame. I don't need you to keep going, no. there, Danny. All I'm trying to say is Zach could not play on the best offensive line that ever played in the NFL. And the second best was the Hogs in Washington. That's all I'm saying. Is that good? Yes, but he could not have played on the best. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. Hey, the seven-time All-Pro who's one of the most dominant guards to play in his era. Ah, All-decade all team. Ah, he's just good. Look, Danny, take your look, coffee. Go, sorry, get, go get some sorry, coffee, My last Danny. question. Well, what is my it? last question. Could, could IMG have won this division the last five years? Who? Let's be honest. IMG. From Florida. Come on. They have two teams. The national oh. team who flies around and then this school. Yo, IMG could have won the East. You see, this is you, you asked them. this question. You asked this question to somebody the other day. Was oh, nobody was complaining about Tom Brady when the AFC East sucked. And you are hundred percent correct. But the difference with Dallas and Tom Brady, the AFC sucked when Brady dominated it, but every other team, when, when New England played, Brady beat, the Pats beat. When we dominate the East, every other good team we play blows us out of the water. I, 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 I didn't even bring up the division, so I'm not really sure where you're going with that one. But, yeah, the division's been bad, yeah. No, you, you, know, you can't say, well, you play who's in your division. You play who's in front of you, and you said to one of the callers, "Well, look how bad the AFC East was." And you're correct; AFC East was horrible for 20 years, and Brady destroyed everybody. But the difference was, 
Brady, that the Pats also beat everyone else they played. Dallas destroys the NFC East, and we get killed by other teams. Yeah, Danny. I, and I mean, did it Amari Cooper? Danny, where did it go- Cooper where are you say going that? with this, though? Like, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even – I'm trying to figure out where you're piecing this together. You kind of just, out of nowhere, just start talking about the division being – I get it. Division's bad. I agree with you. Um, they haven't been beating, you know, the, the, the best teams outside the division on a consistent basis in the playoffs. I agree with you. I'm not really sure where, where that fits in with you saying Zach Martin. When, when, the, when does camp start? I don't even know. Tomorrow. When does camp start? Okay. It's like I said, I just got heated with the Zach. I'm very loyal. I'm a loyal. I've only had three barbers my whole life. I'm a loyal guy. I'm loyal to the Great Wall. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize, but no, no, no. I, I think no, if you no, ask, no, I, I listen. If, if 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 you can get Jesse to ask that question to Nate, nah. Yeah, you know, I've seen Nate. I'm gonna come ask, on, man. I've I'm seen Nate. Ask I've seen Nate. I've seen Nate destroy Haley. I've seen Nate destroy Jerome Brown. I'm talking about monsters. But but monsters. Danny, you just all you just all but disqualified yourself. You literally just you did. Thinking? You just said I am biased towards and loyal to the great wall. So of course you're not going to put anybody else in because you're loyal and biased to the great wall, Danny. So that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no, know, I'm just, I'm just saying, so your there. objectivity toward the situation is null and void. You don't have any. That's not true. That's not true. All I'm trying to say is Michael Irvin judges players on distance, the distance they've came. There were a bunch of nobodies besides Stepnowski, and then Larry came in later, and then Eric was a third rounder. Kyron, Travis, and Zach were all were all first rounders. So, so we should be happy that all first rounders hit. Like I told you when when the first conversation I ever spoke to you, I said, "Don't judge me on my first rounders. Judge me on my fifth, my sixth, my seventh. But Dallas is the only team that we can't get all late guys to hit. Every other, the Rams can, but we can't. Like I said, I apologize, but it was just whenever I hear 2014 to now, the Great Wall, you know, and one, and one, my one last quote, and I'm out. We have one injury away at guard from Isaac Alacon being our swinger. Being our swing guard. making this one, team, man. Stop it. Well, we better sign somebody. And you're making this team. NWO for life. My man. Appreciate you, Danny. Hey, do me that favor with these you got bots. It. You got it. I'll take care of the bots for you. I'll do what I can. All righty. Let me go look at this poll. I, I mean, I'm not. I'll let y'all talk. You know me. But if I hear something, I'm going to push back. If I don't agree, it is what it is. Am I, am I crazy to think that Zach Martin could play on that and here's a beautiful thing about zach martin zach martin could play any goddamn position so now not only nate newton but mark stepnowski which you know salute to him too i mean that's not you know not to, 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 to mark but would zach martin start on the great wall o-line yes 75 percent hell yes 17%, 92% with a yes and hell yes, 8% no. I would love to know the no's. Because at least Danny can call in and he give me his reason. What is the no's? Eric G said, I'm a sane man. I'm a sane human, Sky. 
where's King Element? He didn't give me a hashtag angry sky and D shift and 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 and, and Trey. I, I I did good. I didn't go angry sky on this one because I didn't think that this is obvious, right? Zach Martin's a seven-time All-Pro. Zach Martin's one of the greatest guards to ever play this game. Zach Martin's a 2010 All-Decade team. Zach Martin is Zach freaking Martin. But that's a whole different question. Um, Let's kind of t- – the phone lines are lit today, man. Y'all ready this week, ain't y'all? Let me uh go ahead and take this quick break, come back out this break. We're going to get into the good news, and then we're going to finish this show off with the uh with the phone line so with that said let's talk about this week's ride of the week which is the 2022 hyundai kona the hyundai kona competes with other ultra compact suvs and crossovers with a base price comfortably in the 21 to twenty-nine thousand dollar range the kona offers far more style than is normally offered in the class while also leading the way in technology with tons of safety and convenience options to offer and I always say focus your eyes on the miles per gallon, 30 in the city, 35 on the highway. Uh, very good miles per gallon, from, in my opinion, for a compact SUV. So if you want to know more about the Hyundai, uh, 2022 Hyundai Kona, visit FreemanHyundai.com or visit Freeman Hyundai in Irving, Texas. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and here's your host, Skywalker Steel. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Somebody said 92% of the 92% of the voters were not alive back then. So I'd imagine you're one of the people who believe that Zach Martin would not be a starter on one of those teams. <laughs> Toxics. I mean, listen, we we're we're kind of getting out of silly season, but but you know, he said we're arguing about Martin couldn't start in the '90s. I know you're, you're absolutely right. He said we need to win. You're right. Let's move on. Let's go ahead and move on. Shout out to the 2022 Hyundai Kona. Man, I really, I hope some of y'all on, on this phone here have an answer for me. We ain't got to go all in on it, but when y'all, when I get y'all on the horn, just yes or no on the answer. Let's get to the good news, though. The good news coming out of this weekend uh, comes from our 2021 second round pick, Kelvin Joseph. Uh, here's the one of the excerpts from one of the articles this weekend surrounding kelvin joseph uh joseph has been cleared in a local murder investigation stemming from a march drive-by shooting according to reports and the report comes from i believe mickey spags who got intel that the police investigation is over for kelvin joseph and he has been cleared from a legal standpoint officially that is fantastic news for kelvin joseph on a personal level now Obviously, the the league, they have their own investigation. And according to that article, they're continuing to do their due diligence on that investigation and and Kelvin Joseph's um, participation in that in that whole shooting. But that might not come down this year. That might not come down in how many days we got, like 40 days or whatever it is. Right. That might not come down by then. Hell, it's taking forever for 
the Deshaun Watson situation, uh, Alvin Kamara situation. There's a whole bunch of other situations that are probably ahead of Kelvin Joseph right now. So we very well may see Kelvin Joseph start off the season not suspended. Long time to go. But again, this is this is big for Kelvin Joseph because I, I can only imagine going into training camp having a, a murder investigation hanging over your head. For a guy that already has to deal with the death in general, right? For a guy that already has to deal with just life things in general, having that hang over your head as you're trying to compete, it can't be, it has to be a detriment, right? So that's that's now gone, and hopefully he can just now focus on putting himself in the best position to snatch this cornerback too. As we've said on this channel a number of times we want and we should want kelvin joseph to take the, the cb2 away from um anthony brown and when i say it i'm not saying it in in the fact that anthony brown sucks he's the worst cornerback in the league that's not how i'm saying it i'm saying it from a competitive standpoint if he can earn that cornerback two while while anthony brown makes him earn it you just improve your cornerback room point blank period now, if you look at last year, he didn't get a ton of tick, which is why I think this is a, a big camp for Kelvin Joseph beyond the off-field stuff. He didn't get a ton of tick for a number of reasons, if we can kind of go back in the timeline. Uh, first, he, he just flat out couldn't beat Anthony Brown in camp. This is not some made-up thing. You know, he, he, he couldn't beat Anthony Brown. He couldn't take it away. Year one. Um it was a bit of a, a bit of a disappointment, but he, he still, we figure was going to play and, and get some tick. Then boom, he got hurt. He gets hurt to start the season and Anthony Brown on the opposite side remained steady. He, he, he was steady enough to keep the position. And I don't think this was a, oh, we're playing favorites thing. This was Dan Quinn's first year. Kelvin Joseph is his hand picked guy. This isn't a, Oh, Jeff Heath is going to remain at safety because he's my guy. Or, oh, this favoritism going on. No. Dan Quinn said A.B. earned it, and he kept it, and he played well enough throughout the season to maintain it. Now, towards the end of the season, Kelvin Joseph did get on the field, mainly against Washington, Arizona, and Philly. He ended up logging 165 defensive snaps um, from the defensive position. 138 outside, 7 in the slot. So, I know last year prior to the actual season happening, me personally, I thought, okay, maybe the forward thinking is that, well, we'll slide Kelvin Joseph on the inside. Nation Wright will be your outside corner moving forward, and we'll see what happens. I, I don't really see that being the, the, the thing right now. If, if anything, Kelvin Joseph will play outside and no move Anthony Brown inside um, if he snatches the cornerback too. And like I just said, he only played seven snaps in the slot. Now, when he did play, Kelvin Joseph showed you some things that get you excited about his talent. He, I mean, obviously, he showed you some things he has to work at. But he played his most snaps in that Eagles game. And I think you saw some of the things that made him a quote-unquote first-round talent and drafted in the second round. You know, the, the twitchy hips, the quickness. The closing speed, 
the toughness, um, not necessarily savvy, but smooth, smooth player. So you see the qualities that you like in the player. Now it's just a matter of in year two, can you see the year two jump? Can he can he get the trust of Dan Quinn? And, and the reason why I want to bring up Dan Quinn, not just the trust of the organization, Bobby Belt brought up getting the trust of the organization. That is clear. That has to happen. But the trust of Dan Quinn, because if you guys remember last year, I can't remember if it was during the season or it was training camp. I, I can't quite remember. They asked him about Kelvin Joseph's progress and he brought up, hey, man, he's doing a hell of a job with bones in, in the special teams room because he played a whole lot of special team snaps. And he pointed out and paraphrasing here, you know, he's he's he were trying to get him to come along and get him better in the film room. I thought that was important, especially in a defense that was going to require a lot from its cornerbacks in year one. Dan needed to 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 know that he had the trust of uh, Kelvin Joseph. My bad, y'all. Dan needed to know that he had the trust of one Kelvin Joseph. So, can he gain that trust in year two? Him being behind the eight ball in the film room to me is is really not that much of a shock. The detriment for me for Kelvin Joseph coming out of college was he's inexperienced. Did not play a lot. He played in six games at LSU. Six. Got suspended. Transferred to Kentucky. Missed the entire 2019 season. Then boom. 2020 you have the COVID situation and he only played nine games so you're talking about just 15 games in college where let's be honest especially probably in Kentucky it was hey man this guy is super talented just go out there and do you again I'm not in no meeting rooms I didn't talk to Kelvin Joseph he maybe he was a film junkie I don't know but clearly Dan Quinn realized that okay we we got to get him up to speed from a film standpoint um, and, and then we'll see where he's at from there. So he really didn't have the stability in college. He didn't have the experience in college. And and I think maybe that is what kind of, I don't want to say cost him, but put him behind the eight ball uh, in camp. I don't think there's any excuses this year now, buddy. Year two, you got a year under Dan Quinn. You got a year in the film room. You got a year next to some veterans. You got a chip on your shoulder. If I had to put money on him being clear, clear-headed and focused, there's nothing about the off-field. He's not going to be making no albums during training camp. He can just go out there and just and just play ball and take that step. Kelvin Joseph can get the cornerback two spot, but it's going to be up to Kelvin Joseph. And I don't think Anthony Brown is going to lay down bars and just let him have it, which I love. There's going to be a competition at that spot. So, this is, without a doubt, the good news heading into camp, not only just for Kelvin, but for potentially the Cowboys because it could have that, that positive trickle-down effect um, for the season. Who, it's who on Adderall? KO? Who's KO? All right, man, let's get to the chat or to the um, phone lines here. We had D. Rich waiting. What's up, D. Rich? Hey, what's going on? What's up with you, man? Not much, buddy. Not much still. Yeah, this is D. Rich, man. I'm. Uh, it's been a while since you and I talked. You know, I'm the 
mortgage broker from the ATL. Love my Cowboys. Ah, that's nine. right. That's right. You was the the the, the quasi Falcons guy, right? <laughs> nah. Okay. All right, just checking. Just make sure. Nah, ain't no way. Nah, no. Nah, I just <laughs> I just live here. But um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to say real talk, man. You know, I've, I've always been about. I've been a fan since '79. Real talk, and. I get what my man Danny said to a degree, and and I'm not going to uh you know uh, labor on it or whatever, but um, I will say what he was saying was Tom Brady. You know, Dak is one and three in playoffs. You know, when we win the division, he makes the playoffs. We got a one and three record. Now you could blame that on coaching. Whereas Tom Brady, they they beasted their division in the AFC East, but when he played the playoffs against these other top competitors from other divisions, he beat them. So that's the difference. Until that can beat him, but, again, we can say that that's coaching. You know what I mean? Um, and it is coaching because Kellen Moore, to me, is Jason Garrett 2.0. He's just more stats. He's more passing yards, et cetera. We've had a lot of talent in the last 20-some-odd years, man, and there's no way. And, again, I, I can only compare this is when you took the quarterback, Matt Stafford, from Detroit to the Rams. He had one year with an actual offense. <laughs> One year, and he won a Super Bowl, okay, because he had a coach that doesn't understand things. Okay? So when you look at it from that standpoint, and I want everybody to look at it from that lens, if you put the the, the head coach, Mike Vrabel, from Tennessee in Dallas with the offense we got and the type of running game we got, he's going to do what he does um, for the running backs there. He would do it in Dallas, and we would win because we have a better quarterback than he does. It's, 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 it's let's stop playing excuses. Let's stop trying. I'm positive like you, brother. I'm, my outlook, I'm optimistic. Hope is what I live on. My, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ tells me that, and that's what I do. But at the end of the day, fact is fact. Reality is reality. We have, we have a multiple amount of games that we can all look at when it comes to our, our beloved Cowboys and how we have started off strong, like you said, then we fade off, or when somebody – like Denver, per the other caller, when Coach came up and gave him a game plan, we didn't have a counterpunch. We didn't. And, and, I, and I honestly believe, I, I don't know why McCarthy, I know McCarthy may see something in Keller Moore that we don't see. And, I mean, I'm not a head coach. He's done it. He's been there. He's won. But for, for, for you not to want to call plays, when you know you have this talent and our window is closing, because the offensive line, we already know we got the rebuild there. Because Tyron Smith, you know, I, I hope and pray that he can play all 17. Hope and pray. So, but the reality of it is it's probably unlikely. You know what I mean? Do You so you think McCarthy doesn't day, want to call plays? Yeah, he doesn't. Why wouldn't he Why would he keep Kellen Moore? Kellen Moore tried out for how many jobs and didn't get it? D. Rich. How many? Let me follow up. Do you think McCarthy is making the call on keeping Kellen Moore? Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe, D-Rich. maybe. Um, yeah, I'm here. Come on, brother. Do, who, who, well, okay. Who, well, who's it's a, who's probably a, Stephen Jones. Yeah, okay. It's probably Stephen. Who, who who kept Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett on board and then hired the head coaches? <laughs> okay, huh? okay. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, you got a point. Now, I will say this though. Okay, Jerry ain't ain't doing really much more anyway. It's it's more Steve. And let's be honest, Jerry is good TV. He Jerry's good at making money. 
So Jerry's still going to do what he does. And plus, I enjoy listening to Jerry. And I, I do. I, I Shoot, I, I I could sit down and have lunch with him daily. Oh. And I know I would not only pick his brain, oh, I love but to talk to Jerry. he's great. You know what I'm saying? But Steven, Steven and them is doing their thing. But but at the end of the day, you you our fan base is true blue. Yeah. We DC for life, right? But but in all honesty, if we were any other fan base, do you think he would still have the crowd support that he does? And the only Hell, reason that if we he was still in New York blue. No, we, 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 we'd have Cleveland and we'd have Cleveland like fans. I mean, we, we would have, let me see, we would have Jacksonville type fans, okay? If it was anywhere else. Even Atlanta, I live in Atlanta, dude. And Atlanta, <laughs> they have some issues big time, okay? And you should have seen the Mercedes Benz, though, man. It's not even, it's not even, and this is after one year. We don't even have, it's not even full. Even when good they teams don't, play, they don't have the, the, the history. The tradition or yeah. the history, exactly. And I think and my point is that Steven and them are going on that because, dude, how much fan equity do you truly have after you've seen the talent over years, over years when we had Dez to uh, – I mean, just every – I mean, think about it. From the time of the catch, even before that, just, just think about it. Well, and, 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 Kevin and, and Gray. They, and they used that. Kevin Gray, shout-out to KG over 105 through the fans. Shout-out to KG and Reg. Get right over on 105.3. He said something months ago. Uh, he said the, the Cowboys' greatest currency over the last 27 years had been hope. Yep. And the, the fan base, they're, they're losing value in, in that currency, which is hope. And, and, and it's 100%. I, I think this year, rightfully so, uh, most of the fan base is united in the frustration because last year felt like, well, what the hell else can we yep. do? Yeah. Yep. No doubt, bro. No doubt. And, and I'm coming down to Frisco and Dallas here soon, man. And uh, wherever you guys get up at and meet and, and, and do this live or, or get up at the, at the Sports Bar and Grill, man, I will be there because I cannot wait to meet you guys in person. But, hey, come through, But bro. real talk, you know what I'm saying, man? But this year, yeah, you're right. Camp is going to be truthful. It's going to be key. I want to see Kellen up at the booth like my man, my defensive coordinator, is up there. Um, I want to see him up there. I think it might give him a different perspective. And I'm going to say optimistically, it'll give him a different perspective um, on our team and on our offense because he can see it from a different level. Him being on the on the sideline level, that's not good for Kellen, man, because he don't see what we see when we're watching it from TV, bro. He don't well, see it. And, and you know, I, that's I think so. I think that's key. Yeah, yeah, I'll touch on that, man. Appreciate you, uh, D. Rich. Absolutely, my bro. Check me again. Great show as always. Thanks, Keep sir. doing your thing, Sky. Thank you, bro. I appreciate right. you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I that, that got brought up yesterday. Let me lock this phones because it's a lot of people in there. Um, that got brought up yesterday. It got brought up on our show a while ago. I want to say Marv brought it up. He's been trying to bring it up everywhere. Um, and I I love it. I would love for him to go up there. But that's that's me speaking, not as a play caller, right? At the end of the day, you got to do what's comfortable for you. Um, I don't see what's wrong with giving it a shot, though. Like, like hey, preseason, let's play around with it. Let's let's see. Because again, I say this all the time. I don't think Kellen's dumb. I don't think Kellen's dumb. I think Kellen is a type that that smartest guy in the room type or whatever, right? But what if he goes to the booth and he sees, oh, all right, 
he's biting this way or or this linebacker's doing this or this defensive end is doing that or when we you know what I mean and he's seeing it in real time as opposed to having to come on the sideline looking at the the uh the tablet now as opposed to pages back in the day and then trying to figure it out then and maybe it's it's less pressure being up in the booth as opposed to all these things going on around you one of the things I was going to point out yesterday when I got brought up is and Wes brought it up about how the guys wanted Dan Quinn on the booth, on the booth, on the field because Dan Quinn gives you that type of energy. Nobody's going to Kellen Moore for that type of energy. Nobody's saying, man, coach, I just don't know what to do out there. Or, man, man, he's making it tough. And he's going to give you a pep talk? That's not really happening. So just be the smart guy that you supposedly are and and, and, and game plan or adapt from what you see from a bird's eye view. That's just me. From a distance, trying to do something different to shake things up when things get get hairy, right? Um, so I would love to see it. I don't think it's going to happen, though, because Kellen, Kellen got a little ego. Go listen to some of these interviews, man. Kellen, Kellen man, we talking about, man, we number one offense in the league. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we're going to take what aggressively defense give us. Mark Cooper. Yeah, we don't need to talk it up. Yeah, I mean, he got an arrogance to him, which is cool if you got the resume to do so. Uh, some would say he does. Uh, you know, I would say he got a little bit more to prove. Um, We got three more on the horn, man. We got Freight train in the building long time no see y'all calling in today it's been a minute man i've been i've been uh, watching you guys i've been training a lot of yeah. drivers but man that show last night was fire i'm yeah. gonna let you know man awesome freaking man i just i enjoyed every bit of it man but what i'm calling in i would love for kellen moore if he you know put the ego to the side sometimes i would love yeah. him to go up in the booth you know the reason why so he can see the field so he can seize the field. Mm. You like that one? I love that one. <laughs> uh, I had to do it myself, but <clears throat> yeah, just just that, hey, that's that's from this point on. So he can see the field. So he can seize the field. And and I'm telling you, I think he'll he'll get a totally different perspective of seeing everything because what how his mind works. He's very he seems very meticulous and he's <sighs> and, and his measured. But I know everybody gets into the you know. Number one, number one uh, offense. This and that. That's but the de- the big deal is when after that. You remember after that Denver game, and the coach said, "I know how to beat Dallas." All the good teams after that, it it just seemed like that's that was the blueprint for us, you know. But you know, I, but I just look forward to just uh, uh for this for this preseason to get all this stuff going, man. But look, I'm I'm gonna let you go, man. But you know, I just. I just hope we get our offensive line in order, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be definitely one of the things I'll be watching down there or, or reading about, paying attention to closely is how does the depth look? I'm I'm very confident in the starters, believe it or not. I know some people are kind of iffy yeah. on, on Tyler Biotish and, and Tyler Smith, but I I, I think yeah. healthy, we got a good enough offensive line to do what we need to do. It's the depth freight train that um I, I need I need I need to get some confidence in that I don't have right now. That was scary. And, I mean, when yeah, when they went, when y'all guys went over it last night, I was like, "God, you're right." But my thing is, leave. Ty, I, I I put in the uh, the chat last night. Just leave uh leave Terrence Smith at right tackle, 
leave him, please leave him there. That's his best spot. Cause when we was running behind him last year, man, we was just we was road grading people. Then I know we had to, you know, have to make some changes. And we already know Tyron Smith. We already know he's gonna miss about three to four games. I mean, yeah. let's call it what it is. Get all these other people ready now, and get Dak. I know people gonna sit out, you know, preseason games this that. But I think our hands need to be on deck. And and the last thing I'm gonna tell you, Mike McCarthy. Do not let Kellen Moore uh, cause you to lose your job because you didn't take – sometimes you're going to have to kick the dough down and say, you know what, I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let him cost me my job because I'm trying to play nice. So we just recruited the goon squad on, that, on, the, on the offense and, and on the defense. And, man, let's get these guys good. But, hey, my signal will probably get ready to go out, man, but I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen to you, homie. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Be safe out there. Yeah, man, y'all on point today, man. Y'all on point. All right, last one for the morning, and then we'll wrap this show up. Uh, 716. What's up, 716? What it is, what it do? Seven one six. You are live. Seven one six going once. Going twice. So to the chat. Let's jump into this chat. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait. D- d- there you go. What's good? Shit, my bad, bro. You had you muted. I was listening, man. I'm talking. I'm <laughs> so into the show. I forgot I had you muted, my guy. <laughs> it's all good, man. Welcome to the show. What you got for us? Hey, man. First time listener, man. Or first time call, long time listener. Thank you. First off, man, you put out great stuff, man. I really appreciate you. You guys last night killed it. All, all the callers are hitting on it. Man, can we get defense part two? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Don't be too yeah. just waiting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me get that to defense part two. You know what I'm saying? That's number one. Uh, number two, I got to go back to the offensive line, man. That's, I mean, that's the reason why I'm a long-time listener. Okay. I work overnight, so every time I hear your show, you pretty much, you know, it's a couple times to catch you live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, your boy, your boy, when he was saying about the uh, Zach Martin thing, yeah, he, he, on, he on something. Because if you notice, he went back to 2014. And from 2007, you know what I'm saying, to do – 2014, we was really working on the offensive line, you know what I'm saying, trying to get the old guys out, the new guys in there. And that's when we was really running the ball, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, we had some all pros, you know what I'm saying, with Travis Mar- or uh, Travis Frederick and Zach Martin and uh, Tyron Smith, but they they were all hitting their prime, you know what I'm saying? Like they, and it was kind of geared to Tony, Tony Romo having that balanced offense, you know what I'm saying, because we were going to be moving on from DeMarco Murray. But since then, we ain't had Ronald Leary. You know what I'm saying? We've been we've been shuffling this 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 uh left guard position for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So we haven't really had that offensive line. You know what I'm saying? So now, you know what I'm saying? That's I think that's where he's coming up with Zach Martin is because yeah, he's hit his prime, but like we we need we kind of more leaning on him to be more dominant because we don't have the Tyron Smith, we don't have the Travis Frederick. You know what I'm saying? So every, so when people keep replying to all pros and first that he's looking back at like, well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? But was he looking like this? He's not looking at it in this day this day and age. You know what I'm saying? He is dominating in this day and age. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? We still need these other guys to step up. So that's why I think where he, he's going back to 2014. My other point is I, I personally think we found our Ron Larry with Tyler Smith. You know what I'm saying? I think he's the missing key. You know what I'm saying? I think the, Tyrants, the Terrence Steele and uh, um, uh, what's his name, Lyon Collins, I think that, that thing is a, a not necessarily a problem. I think, I think they, they, they were looking at it as more like a, we got to get better. You know what I'm saying? And we're not afraid to trim the fat. 
And I think that's it started with Jason Garrett, and it's kind of continuing with uh, Mike McCarthy. And I don't think he's getting the credit for that. You know what I'm saying? We're trimming the fat with Amari uh, Cooper and uh, the Lyle Collins. We're trying to get better. It doesn't matter about your contract. It doesn't matter if you got a star in your helmet. You know what I'm saying? That you're a starter. We're just trying to goddamn get better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're take the growing pains, if that kind of makes sense, with your Tyler Biotis. Yeah. Hey Amen. Fantastic I know, call. I know I, know I, hit, I know I hit a lot with you. You know what I'm saying? But that no, I no, you didn't. You, we're, we're talking about with the running game because I really do feel like this year you're about to see a better Zeke because I think I think the Tyler Smith pick is gonna. He's gonna he's gonna give you that return, you know what I'm saying? That we was expecting with Connor Williams that we wasn't getting. Because everyone said he get to the second level, yeah, that's if we're running traps or for running, you know what I'm saying, wide and stuff like that. But if, if I need to get my one yard, which what we need for Zeke, you know what I'm saying? That's why we always run behind Zach Martin. I can't get that with him, you know what I'm saying? So I think those those other things we can work on with him. So I think that's why I think you're going to see a big difference in the offensive line. Uh, so that's why I say your other caller, man, I think he might have hit on something. We all understand the run game needs to be needs to be better. Do you think Zach Martin could start on the 90s uh, O-line? Um, this is 16 games, 16 games. Yeah. Will he be an all pro in that, in the, in that era? He might, may not be a first team. Okay. All right. Fair enough. You know about I think he'll, I think he'll be good just because you're dealing, you're dealing with different linebackers then, you know what I'm saying? Different uh, schemes. Teams are on, you know what I'm saying? It's just it might be just a little bit different. And just to to give you a, a context, but you know what I'm saying? I grew up with uh, Randall Cunningham and, and goddamn that win was my favorite players growing up. Yeah, that was fantastic, <laughs> yeah, man. It was fantastic. You know what I'm saying? So just just to give you a context, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I think he could he could have started, you know what I'm saying? But what he what would be looking at him as a you know what I'm saying? I, I, like I just, just want to know if it, yeah, I just want to know if he's Start. He's not a savior. A guard's not a savior to your entire team. Let's just be no, honest. No, no, no. But like we look at the way that we look at our offensive line. You know what I'm saying? We always look at it as like you know what I'm saying. Not necessarily a savior, but like we have this piece. We have this piece. We have this piece. If we was on the '90s team, you know what I'm saying? Will we be looking at him in the same aspect? Is all I'm saying. That's a different question. I just asked him would he start. He said yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he's good. Come on, man, you know, you know, he's gonna start. Hey, like I said, hey, but hey, well, you looking at him like the all pro, like, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, but you, I mean, I see what he's saying, but just because what he's saying, he's about you gotta. What did he say? He said, give him the film where he's dominating the pros that are in his era right now, and I will find it for him. And, I'm not, I'm not going to. I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna say he hasn't because I've seen him. I was, about, I was about to say you, you've with, seen it. You know it. what I'm saying? I've seen I've seen it's him not... dominate players that I know that were. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't watch film like you guys. You know what I'm saying? I don't break down the nitty gritty, but I I know I've watched games. I, you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like somebody saying about Bryce Butler. Bryce Butler's only re- hit, uh, Dak Prescott's only where Bryce Butler got a contract. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with motherfucking uh, Donovan Wilson. So I've seen him dominate people, but, you know, you guys could do all that. You know, was it this play? Was it a scheme? All that good stuff. Yep. But, hey, man, I appreciate your call. You know what I'm saying? I really, you know, I'm the last person, you know, whatever. I appreciate it. 
I don't want to let you go. I know you, I know you got things to do and stuff like that. Indeed. And I don't want to hold you up, man. But keep up the good work, man. Vach, keep up the good work. Law, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, a couple of big, big James, you know what I'm saying? I just started following you. You know what I'm saying? Keep up. You know, everybody last night, man. I love you guys, man. Keep it up, man. For real, for real. All right, man. Appreciate the call. And thank you for the flowers, man. Have a good day. Hey, no problem, bro. Big James games. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure y'all tune in later. Uh, volume, Vosh Lombardi Live, 306-ish. We'll be over there having, having a good time. Uh, Yeah, I was surprised too, Professor, at the hesitation there. I, I really was going to try not to give this weirdo any shine here, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take kindly to you cussing at the viewers here, I'm going to take kindly to you calling them what you're calling them, Mr. Wendell Penton. And I know you did a super chat, which I was going to get to. You didn't say anything, but you, you, you dropped a little super chat. But you know what? Yo, super chat. Because that's what you're not going to do in this show. So if you want to go anywhere else, by all means, do so. Bye. Okay? I don't have the patience to jack with you today. I don't. So shout out to the rest of the actual bomb squad. Bomb squad! Take your book. Here's your coloring book, Wendell, and go sit at the kitty table. Draw with your crayons. Don't eat them. And do something else. Shout out to the grown folk up in here that know how to handle themselves. Um, Let's get to a couple more super chats and we're going to get up out of here. Uh, A.A. Ron earlier. Appreciate you, A.A. Ron. He said he, he super chatted before the show. Super chat. He dropped five and said, about to ruin Mike McCarthy presses for y'all. Mike pronounces the word rookies like the flurry creates flurry creatures from Kasky. Wookies, I bet. A.A. Ron, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> but thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Reggie Hart with the $5 donation as well. Super chat. He said, great show last night. Indeed, it was. Indeed, it was. Uh, man, I don't know who this dude is, man. He must be new up in here, fam. We don't we do not do that. That's what we don't do. So, I mean, I don't know if he got booted already, but I'll boot his ass. And y'all know me. I don't do... I don't block you unless you a bot off of disagreements, off of passionate things. But the things he was calling people in here, I don't give a good goddamn about your super chat. You could have donated $1,000. I say the same thing. Yo, super chat. Not going to do that. All right, so salute to y'all. I appreciate y'all for for being who y'all are for this show. Even those who don't participate in the chat and are civil, though. Thank you. That's what makes this show uh, what it is in the morning. And, and again, my goal is for this to be your go-to morning show for Dallas Cowboys news. If you notice, we don't talk a bunch of NFL here. It's Cowboys. And I think that's what makes this unique is that we focus on Dallas, everything Dallas. And today we focused on... Um, the good news, which was Kelvin Joseph, uh, his legal issues are behind him. And then the phone call from Amari Cooper. So salute to y'all. We love y'all. On the way out, if you enjoyed the show, hit the like button, of course. Right. Going to give you all this quality Cowboys content. Uh, go ahead and subscribe. <laughs> Appreciate you, Cowboys up north. Appreciate you. <laughs> Professor o. In the night, look, look, I just did that in 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 the Amari Cooper way. 
that's growth for me, for those who know me. I really wanted to say some other-ish. But I'm trying to grow from a professional standpoint, you know? That's all. Growing here. It's all about growth. Subscribe to your boy. I'll be on a volume later. Um, I don't know if our guy Mauricio Rodriguez is back. I think he's on vacation. He went to Disney World or, or Disneyland. I'm not sure which one. So I can't promise you if he's going to be on tonight. Uh, if not, I think a video will be dropping regardless. So make sure y'all check him out later if he is um, back on the channel. And then tomorrow, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they finally start some camp stuff. Maybe not till after the show. Um, yeah, after the show. So maybe we won't have things. So, hey, 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 stop. stop. <laughs> My son's shaking the camera. <laughs> I got to get the heck up out of here, man. Uh, but listen, I'm going to get up out of here, press this button, and we're going to see y'all tomorrow. In fact, no, I'm going to see you later tonight over on the volume. Love y'all. Can't be shaking the camera, man. How you think you're getting your toys? Huh? Got to teach these youngsters, man. Got to teach these youngsters. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.